this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, I'm going to talk about making something for our dearest friends. Well, some of our dearest friends. There's a lot of different forms that dearest friends can come in. But in this particular case, I'm going to talk about making treats for my daughter's puppy dog, Bubba Joe. And I found out today that there's a certain kind of treat I can make that includes an ingredient that I didn't know dogs could have. So, Nancy, if you're out there and you're listening, thank you so much for introducing me to this ingredient for dogs. I didn't know they could have it, and it's one of my favorite ingredients that I use to cook with. I use it in making pancakes and in sweetbreads. So, I guess I've kept you waiting long enough. So today, take out your big book of stuff and open it up to the page for cooking and look under pet recipes because today we're going to talk about how you can make banana dog treats. Let's get started. So the first thing I was worried about when I saw this in relation to one of my posts when my friends uh, were on my wall in Facebook land, I was worried. I said bananas for a dog because there is a high sugar content in bananas. And as you know, when something has a high sugar content, that can be bad for pets. You know, we have to be careful how we work our pets' diets. And some animals are dedicated carnivores and others are more of an omnivore class. Well, in this particular case, you know, dogs can have baked goods as well as raw goods that are not meat. And yes, it is safe to give dogs bananas, but you can't give it to them every day. So no banana a day because that will keep their digestive tract off track. Uh, the, the high sugar content can cause them to have a little bit of a bloat and constipation. It's not just the sugar, it's there's, there's other things at play here, but if you give them too many bananas, not only will they get um, a little bit constipated sometimes, but again, you could bloat their little stomachs, and you don't want that. You don't want to hurt your uh, your friend here, because they're, they're trusting you to give them things that will only be good for them. So keep that in mind before you start just shoving bananas into their faces. Okay, so another thing that we want to look at is that there's some choices here. You don't just have to give the, the poor little puppy dog a banana um, raw. You can give them overripe bananas. You, you definitely can give them some overripe bananas, and that will be just fine. There's nothing wrong with you and your canine friend sitting on a dock, uh, maybe fishing if you're, you know, kind of like with someone like my husband who's going to fish at a dock or maybe hanging out with me and you're just going to watch somebody else fish or just look at the water and enjoy life and the birds. But definitely, um, definitely you can just sit there and enjoy a bunch of bananas and give your doggy one and keep the rest for yourself. And the potassium is good too. But you don't always have to do that. There's other ways to give the dog bananas. You can bake bananas. That's right, you can roast them. 
No, I'm saying bananas, not plantains. I mean bananas. And you can roast them. I've often roasted bananas as a starch alternative in my meals when I wanted something starchy and didn't want rice and didn't want a potato. So that is definitely an option. Uh, you could roast the banana, cut it up or mash it up, and then add it uh, to their food. And that way, it would be not necessarily just a treat, but a starchy supplement. And you can, of course, make biscuits, you know, little baked goods, baked treats uh, for your happy hound. And one of the ways you can do this is just banana cookies by themselves or even the straight uh, classic bananas and peanut butter kind of treat. Keep in mind that you can use regular uh, all-purpose flour or even oats or oat flour. Uh, these things won't hurt your dog, but keep, you know, but always keep a watch on how often you give an animal treats, especially uh, treats that are, again, high in sugar or are very, very sweet because you don't want a situation where one, they become too used to it and two, you disrupt their diet to the point where their gut health is affected and other things could hurt them. Also, check with your veterinarian uh, before you make drastic changes to your diet's uh, scheduled treat disbursement, I guess you would call it, because you want to make sure everybody's on board with your puppy's health. Now, because of the high sugar content, you, again, want to make sure that you don't over-treat your dog. So I would recommend no more than one treat on a day. I, I know that it's tempting to give them lots of treats, but treats don't equal love. Uh, treats are treats. They should not be tied to that kind of affection. Love is love. Affection is affection. And treats are treats. And food is food. And food and love are not necessarily always having to be connected. We feed those we love. But we don't overfeed them and we don't feed them things that, that may be bad for them. All things in moderation is the saying. So in this case, I cannot stress enough, uh, when you're baking these treats, try not to add anything else that might uh, overload your dog. I've seen recipes that have honey. Uh, don't double the honey. Go strictly according to the recipe that is approved by people who care for animals so that you don't do something that could harm your pet. So at this point, I think that one of the things you're waiting on if you've gotten this far in the episode is the recipe. So here's a simple recipe. Um, I've seen so many of them, but this is the simplest one I've found that you could use to uh, make a banana and peanut butter treat. And it starts off with a banana. I'm gonna generally say it should be pretty ripe because it'll be easier for you to mash. Uh, cut it into pieces. You'll also need about a tablespoon to a tablespoon and a half of peanut butter. Now once you've mashed up your banana, you're gonna add your peanut butter and whip it all up together. Uh, if you want, 
You could add a drizzle of honey or a tiny bit of vanilla extract, but it's really not needed and it could affect how um, your cookie comes out when you bake it. It might spread out a little more than you thought uh, if you add the honey. But, you know, just a drizzle shouldn't make that much of a difference. And once you've got all that whipped up, add an egg. Uh, that's right, just one. And it doesn't have to be a chicken egg. It could be a duck egg. Uh, any kind of egg would be fine. Now, if you use an ostrich or an emu egg, it's going to be too big for this recipe. So, you know, vary your ingredients and uh, proportions accordingly. But we're looking at a standard size egg. The largest egg I would recommend would maybe maybe be a large egg. Don't go extra large. Don't do double yolks in this recipe unless you're going to add you know, particular proportions. Now whip them all together and now it's time to add the flour. And generally you're going to add about a cup and a half to a cup and three quarters of flour depending on how much peanut butter you added and how large your egg was until you get a nice dough. Now, once you've got your dough going, work it just a little bit. Make sure it's, you know, all cohesive and roll it out and just start cutting your treats out. Now, you might have one of those super snazzy, fancy schmancy uh, bone cutters as far. No, listen, when I say a bone cutter, I mean a bone shaped cookie cutter, not a bone saw. Hmm. Speaking of which, I need to cut up some venison for my dog because he deserves it. Oh, anyway, so back to what I was saying. Oh, and it's freezer burned. Uh, so that's why we're giving it to him and we will not be giving him a lot just a little bit every once in a while as a dietary supplement and yes the meat is safe and inspected but yeah so you might have one of those cute little cookie cutters in the shape of a bone or you can just use the top of a canning lid jar again we've talked about it don't hoard jars people are making jam but you can definitely use that or any other kind of cookie cutter um, and then just bake it. Now, what are you baking it? You're going to make it at about 350 degrees Fahrenheit for your oven. And I am in proximity to Canada. So I think that's about 176 degrees Celsius. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. And Dr. Google says that's what it is, but Google's not perfect either. All right, so you're going to bake that for about 15 minutes or until it feels like they're done. And then you're gonna take out your little cookies or your biscuits or your treats, whatever you wanna use as your terminology. I'm not the boss of you. I'm not gonna bark at you for it. <laughs> bark, get it? Dog treats, bark. Why are you groaning? Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad, was it? Anyway, you're gonna take them out and let them cool. Now you don't have to be fancy and use a cookie rack. You can just let it cool however you want. But I do recommend putting a dishcloth or other kind of drying towel on a surface so that it can cool correctly if you're unable to, um, what's the nicest way to put it? To find room for these cookies to, you know, hang out and dry on a wire rack. And that way they don't uh, become overly stuck to the pan and they don't get this weird uh, formation. Um, here's the thing. If your, your cookies get weird or they get broken or they get folded onto each other when you're pulling them off the pan, your doggy's not going to care. He's really not. Or she's really, really not. They don't care. They're going to eat it anyway. And it's because you gave it to them. That's what makes it extra special. 
but if you can avoid it, it it's better to do that and when you take it off the uh, cookie sheet again you could put it onto a plate or a piece of wooden cutting board if you have nothing else and sit that on top of a cloth on top of your counter and let it just cool off and then now you've got your cookie treats or your little biscuits you know some people call them biscuits and one of the best ways to store them uh, they're always going to tell you oh put it in an airtight container ziplock bug it okay no endorsement from ziplock you don't have to do that but you can you definitely can use a reclosable plastic storage bag uh, meant for food you can definitely also use a jar I know you're hoarding jars it's okay I see you we've talked about this look for the jar hoarding episode we'll talk we'll get through this together okay but you probably have a cookie jar you can make a doggy cookie jar or again just use a half gallon uh, jar half gallon jars exist or a, a cleaned out spaghetti sauce jar whatever jar you want to put them in you can and if you don't have enough room put some in there and you can put some in the freezer or some uh, just in a cabinet and that way you don't get overly tempted to give them all at once too so that's good too and that's where we're going to end today on this particular episode on doggy treats doggy biscuits doggy cookies whatever you want to call, want to call them and i hope you enjoyed it my friend shared this information with me and i want to share this information with you because i love sharing new information with my friends and we're friends right so get your apron on we talked about aprons in another episode and fire up your oven put all this down and open in your big book of stuff and if you've got a little puppy dog or a big puppy dog maybe you have a newfoundlander i don't know but take out your bananas and your peanut butter and get to cooking uh, of course there's recipes that have bananas only or bananas and sweet potatoes all kinds of configurations but i just found this one to be the most easy and plus most dogs like peanut butter or they like bananas and they kind of like both but i didn't know i could feed this dog bananas i've never tried um but i'm hearing on good authority that most dogs do like them so enjoy have a great time and i'll see you here next time on my magical cottage core life